Today, as we take a closer look at our text from the book of Romans, I'd like to talk about two different Pauls. St. Paul, the first century Christian and author of much of the New Testament, and of course, Paul Simon, formerly of Simon and Garfunkel. (laughs) Someone uh, referred to me after the first service as an old fogey in my musical taste. Um, I've never, never pretended to be super hip and interesting, so bear with me for a moment, but I think that Paul Simon's song, Graceland, um, from the album of the same name, is a wonderful illustration of what Paul is talking about in our reading from Romans today. Graceland was controversial when it first came out about 30 years ago. For the album, Simon traveled to apartheid South Africa to collaborate with black South African musicians at a time when foreigners were being asked to boycott travel to avoid supporting the apartheid government. But Simon went, and this song emerged out of bits and pieces that he recorded with African musicians. And on the surface, the song tells the simple story of a man who has recently been left by someone he loves. And in the aftermath, he decides to drive with his son from his first marriage through the Mississippi Delta country up to Memphis so that they can see Graceland, the home of Elvis Presley. And as he drives, he reflects on his own sense of devastation and his hope for healing. The song is about a journey through physical geography, but also it's about a spiritual geography. It starts in the Mississippi Delta, the heart of the Deep South, the cradle of the Civil War, the Klan, Jim Crow, and also the cradle of the Civil Rights Movement. And as he drives through this landscape that's already marked by grief and loss, his own pain comes to the surface. And if you listen to the song, the lyrics come like a kick in the gut. Losing love is like a window in your heart. Everybody sees you're blown apart. Everyone sees the wind blow. And as he drives, that pain comes more and more to the surface, but what keeps him moving forward is the hope of getting to Graceland. He says he's falling and flying and tumbling in turmoil, and he's worried that one day he'll have to prepare a defense of all the decisions he's made, an account of everyone that he's hurt, everyone who's hurt him. He's worried about being judged in life and found wanting but he keeps moving forward toward Graceland. And the song says that he's joined by poor children, by pilgrims and families, all of whom are going to Graceland. And the music builds and more and more instruments and voices come in. Those of you that are fans of the Everly Brothers will hear them come in at one point. Until the singer says, I don't know why I need to go to Graceland, but somehow I know that there this defense that I've prepared of all my decisions, of all my mistakes, won't be needed. That in Graceland, there will be no more obligations, no judgments, only forgiveness, only grace. He says, I have reason to believe we all will be received in Graceland. And the music builds to a crescendo. The voices begin to sound heavenly, and the song ends. And it kills me every time because 
It's a song about the spiritual journey that we're all on. And there are times in life when we are in that car on the highway, overwhelmed by our own fears, our own failures. Maybe we are blown apart by something, by grief or disappointment, by the loss of love. Maybe worry that we'll never be fully known or fully accepted for who we truly are. Because it's true, we, we don't always live in a gentle and forgiving world. Marin is a beautiful, wonderful place to live, but even though it looks calm on the surface, I know a lot of us are paddling hard to stay above water. There's pressure to keep up with the Joneses, to present the right image, to always have things together, be on top of things. And most of us have a trunk full of things that we're ashamed of. We secretly feel incomplete, unsatisfied, even when we have reason to be happy. And the spiritual journey is getting from that place, that place of fear and dissatisfaction, to Graceland, to the realization that with God we are fully known and we are fully loved just as we are. Really, there's no catch. There's nothing we need to do to earn God's love, nothing we could do, even if we wanted to. We don't have to do the right thing to be loved. We don't have to keep all the balls in the air. We don't have to hide the parts of us that are ugly or uncomfortable. There's no defense to be made. There's no judgment, only forgiveness. That is Graceland. And we can choose to live there, not in the shadow of our own fear and pain. That, I believe, is also the message of our text from Romans today. St. Paul and Paul Simon speaking in unison. The British biblical scholar N.T. Wright points out that in the book of Romans, there's a sort of dominant image that moves under the text, never quite explicit, but clearer in the Greek than in the English. And the image is of a spiritual geography, again. For Paul, there are two countries. There's the one that he lived in before his conversion, the one where most of us live most of the time, which is that land of fear and anxiety, where we always have to be put together, have our best foot forward, where we live in fear of making a mistake, where we have to earn acceptance from God and from others. But, Paul says, another country exists. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can cross the border and into freedom. This is a new country that's not ruled by fear and anxiety, not by sin or death, but by the grace of God. And in this new country, relationship with God is given. It's not earned. There's no keeping score. Everyone is accepted. That's the geography that you see in the book of Romans. There's the old country, and there's Graceland. And in our reading today, Paul speaks to those of us who have been to the new country, those of us who have had moments where we've experienced the love and acceptance of God, and he says to us, why are you insisting on living in the old country when you know that you could have so much more? Why are you living like you have to prove yourself when you've already been accepted? Why are you trying to earn God's love when you already have it? And what's more, Paul says, why are you treating other people like you don't live in grace? 
Why are you treating other people like they're not beloved children of God, treasured and accepted just as they are? You've been offered freedom, Paul's saying, but you keep going back to slavery. Come over the border, come live here. That's the message of our text today. And I think that's God's call to all of us as well. Our spiritual journey is the one toward the realization that through Christ, we are accepted by God. I know we say that all the time, God loves us unconditionally no matter what, but honestly, I I don't think most of us, I don't think I live as though I believe that. We still try to earn the love of God. We still hide parts of ourselves out of shame, trying to be good enough. And we struggle to understand how truly loved we are. Because we can't quite believe that we've been given this gift, this totally undeserved gift of acceptance and love. And because of that, it's really hard for us to accept others. We're afraid of being judged, so we judge others. We struggle to believe that we're loved, and so we struggle to love others. But we're invited to live another way. Graceland is there, always, right over the border. And through Christ, we can go there anytime we want, to go to this place where we are loved and accepted. So as individuals, as a community, and as a nation, my prayer is that we will choose grace. We will choose to live as if we are loved beyond reason, accepted unconditionally, and that we will offer that unconditional love to others. Because I have reason to believe we all will be received in Graceland. Amen. The Mississippi Delta was shining like a national guitar.